Welcome again to the Star City Podcast, the place where you can hear encouraging and interesting conversations from people just like you. My name is Brian Smith, and I'll be your host for the next few minutes as maybe you're listening to us on your way to or from work, or you've just taken a few minutes in your day to join us for today's conversation. And I'm glad you did, because we're talking about a special upcoming national weekend called Faith in Blue. It's being held in local communities and local churches all across our nation with the intent of encouraging a stronger and supportive relationship between our law enforcement officials and those who live in their communities. Now, as Christians, we are responsible for praying for and respecting all of our men and women who serve as law enforcement officers. Uh, Remember that they are always some of the first responders whenever we need help the most. Now, my guest today is a member of the Virginia State Police, Senior Trooper Rick Gerald. Rick, welcome to the Star City Podcast, and thank you for talking with us about the upcoming National Faith in Blue Weekend, which will be this October 7th through the 10th. Uh, Thank you, Brian, for inviting me here today. Uh, I think today, more than ever, there is a need for law enforcement agencies and communities alike to to build, or, or should I say rebuild, or improve their relationships with each other. Uh, I think we all need to work towards, I think, a common goal of mutual respect and support within our city, yes. uh, our county, and our state. Uh, that, I think that is what the National Faith in Blue Weekend is all about. Boy, uh, that's such an important emphasis, and, and I'm afraid it's it's disappearing from the consciences and, and, and attitudes of a lot of people today, and yet God tells us that we should live in submission to those in authority over us. So, Rick, let's take a minute to talk about you and your career and experience as a state trooper as we begin. Uh, you work here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. How long have you been in law enforcement? And during that time, have you always served as a trooper here in Virginia? So, so Brian, uh, I am getting ready to come up on my 12th year as, uh, as a trooper with the Virginia State Police. Uh, prior to applying with the Virginia State Police, I had been in youth ministry, uh, had been in chaplaincy here in the Roanoke Valley for altogether more than 20 years. I wanted to become a trooper for the purpose of volunteering and serving as one of our department chaplains here in the state. I've served as a department chaplain for most of my career. I've also been privileged to serve as an explosive canine handler, and wow. I also work uh, volunteer on the honor guard uh, as well as my current position uh, as a recruiter. Well, Rick, on behalf of a lot of people who are listening to this podcast, I want to say thank you for all that you have done and continue to do. I have uh, had the responsibility and the burden of uh, of accompanying uh, some chaplains and law enforcement, and sometimes those are some very difficult visits that you have to make. And um, boy, our respect for you. Well, Rick, what is your present role and responsibility exactly with the Virginia State Police? So for almost about five years ago, a position came open for the recruiter here in my division. This is Division 6, Salem Division. Uh, I enjoy talking to people, and I really enjoy helping people fulfill their goals and plans. And when you add that to the fact that I'm, I'm pretty passionate about my job, and I really enjoy working for the agency that, I, that, I, that I'm with right now, and, and becoming a recruiter uh, happened to be a perfect fit. Uh, although I serve as the Division 6 recruiter here in the Salem area, 
uh, our recruiters work throughout the state of Virginia and uh, in the eastern part of the United States. Wow. Isn't that interesting how uh, uh, helping teenagers in student ministry prepared you for a career in law enforcement and working with the Virginia State uh, Troopers? Uh, you know, Rick, un- unless you have a friend or family member who serves in law enforcement, it's really hard for the average person, I I think, to understand, let alone appreciate the pressures, the responsibilities, the the stresses that that those in law enforcement face in today's world. What are some of the things as citizens here in the Roanoke Valley we, we ought to keep in mind, need to keep in mind, when it comes to those who serve us and serve others in law enforcement as well as their own families? I think, uh, Brian, social media has given us uh, a picture of law enforcement that uh, probably isn't entirely accurate. And what I think people need to understand, I think what would be helpful for people to understand is that police officers are regular people. Uh, they live in, in our neighborhoods. They, we, I live in Roanoke County. Uh, I served as a trooper on the road in, in Botetourt County. Uh, so that's where I traveled. Uh, that's also where I, I not only where I live, but it's it's where we shop. Uh, children go to schools in these jurisdictions or these counties or cities. Uh, they are an integral part of the community. Uh, they're little league coaches. Some of them are scout leaders. Some of them serve on school boards. Some of them own small businesses that are working hard to be successful. And when when we put on a uniform, uh, our vest, our badge, our gun, uh, all law enforcement officers throughout the country have sworn an oath to be willing to help and, and if needed, ultimately, to give up their life for people that they don't know and most of the time people they've never met. They have a motivation. Police officers have a motivation and a desire uh, to make our state and our country a safer place to live. Boy, you know, we just got through celebrating uh, the uh, 9-11 uh, uh, memorial uh, and all that took place, and I know you remember exactly what you were doing on that day, as I, as I do as well. And and the images again of seeing those news reports, um, first responders, law enforcement, uh, those fire departments. You know, you and your your comrades, while others are running away from trouble, you guys are running to trouble to help rescue those that are at greatest risk. Uh, but Rick, let, let's move on and talk about the, the, the faith and blue services that are taking place in com- communities and churches all across the nation. Uh, for the benefit of our listeners, and you know, this is why we wanted to have you here at Star City, tell us what exactly is Faith and Blue Weekend, and how did it first begin? So the National Faith and Blue Weekend started about three years ago, And uh, it was designed, the purpose of it was to help strengthen the relationship between communities and law enforcement. Uh, The founder of National Faith in Blue Weekend is Reverend Markle Hutchins. Uh, He lives down in Georgia, and he believes that the faith community is actually the center of our communities and the best resource to bring law enforcement and people in our communities together. Houses of worship and law enforcement agencies across the U.S., uh, have been and are, are going to be doing it this year, jointly hosting uh, these Faith in Blue events to make this happen. Uh, in this case, the Virginia State Police and Roanoke City Police Department 
are certainly pleased and we're excited to partner with First Baptist Church to host this event on uh, this coming Sunday, October the 9th. You know, Rick, we're excited about it too. You know, that's the this is the first time I think that First Roanoke has ever had the opportunity or or taken the advantage of the opportunity to support the Faith in Blue Weekend, and it's it is a, a relatively new program uh, and and a new movement that's taking place in our nation here in recent years, and, and that's certainly a great goal for every community. You know, Rick, we're we're living in dangerous times. When so many things seem to be tearing the very fabric of our communities and neighborhoods apart, there are people who continue to argue for destructive policies like defunding the police that aren't only putting people like you and those who serve with you at risk, but encourages a this growing attitude of lawlessness across our culture and at the same time, discouraging others from seeking a career in law enforcement. Uh, I've heard that many police departments today are having to operate well below the number of officers that they need. And that's why the Faith in Blue Weekend, as I understand it, is such an important idea. It's a great idea. And, and it isn't simply for helping to rebuild safe and respectful communities for uh, both our citizens and those like yourself who serve in law enforcement, but also to to encourage others to realize, as you said just a moment ago, that those in law enforcement, that they're our neighbors, they're our friends, they're our little league ball coaches, they're folks like us. And uh, the golden rule ought always to apply when it comes to how we as Christians uh, and citizens ought to treat others just the way we want others to treat us. Brian, I think that's true. Uh, All agencies across America are experiencing higher uh, job vacancies, turnover, uh, lower number of qualified applicants. And uh, that's, you know, that's my job as a recruiter. Mm-hmm. I see this firsthand. Uh, all the agencies in our area are actively recruiting for future future academies. And I think it's at this time that law enforcement agencies and communities need each other to ensure that future generations grow up in a safe environment. And we need to work together to make that happen. Now, Rick, the idea behind the Faith in Blue Weekend isn't limited to just one week in a year, though, is it? Uh, what are some of the other ways that you and, and other law enforcement officials typically seek to work with, relate to, and get to know others the rest of the year in their communities and neighborhoods? Well, many agencies, including the Virginia State Police, Roanoke City P- PD, and Roanoke County PD, have community resource officers. Some of them refer to them as community engagement officers. And part of their responsibility is to specifically work with the community. Uh, Agencies and police officers throughout our area participate oftentimes in trunk-or-treat events at churches, uh, back-to-school events. Uh, In fact, every year on the first Tuesday in August, agencies across America, and certainly in this area, participate in national night-out events. Uh, If your listeners are interested in supporting a great cause, they can also participate with law enforcement fundraising for the Special Olympics, uh, coffee with a cop, donuts with a cop. Uh, many police officers and agencies participate in the Special Olympics torch run that is uh, organized each year. Law, enforcement's across the agent, law enforcement agencies across the U.S. literally raise millions of dollars uh, each year for Special Olympics. Uh, in our area, uh, Division Six, where I work out of in, in Salem, we host an annual safety day, and we invite the community to see the equipment that we use to have an opportunity to talk to troopers in a, in a friendly environment. 
and to eat some free food. Uh, this year, our safety day is actually going to be held on Saturday, October the 22nd from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, our headquarters is located at 3775 West Main Street in Salem. And this is a free event for the public to uh, to just be around police officers in a, in a, in a non-threatening way. Boy, that sounds like a great opportunity, Rick, and one that I hope a lot of families, especially small children, will take advantage of to help cultivate that attitude of respect in the lives of their children and attitudes towards those in authority over them and especially those in law enforcement. Well, Rick, let me ask you this question. How, how can uh, other churches become places of encouragement and help and support to those who serve in law enforcement or are the families of those who do? Well, Brian, I think that, uh, you know, you being a pastor, you know that churches are considered a safe place. If you if you have law enforcement officers in your church, uh, neighbors of, of members of your church, reminding those law enforcement officers uh, of any counseling uh, available in the in the church for them and their families. Uh, when you see or, or hear of a traumatic event, such as an officer-involved shooting, a law enforcement suicide, uh, news of an, a law enforcement officer that's been involved in a motor vehicle crash fatality, any of these situations, they, they could reach out to law enforcement officers that we know or you know and just make yourself available to let them know that you care. Uh, this event that you're hosting is 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 actually a very special way to show your appreciation to law enforcement officers and their families, and I, I want you to know how much we really appreciate it. One of, one of the easiest things that a, that a person could do, uh, oftentimes you'll see a police officer in uniform uh, at a store, uh, at a restaurant, and one of the the simplest things that a person can do is when you see an officer while you're out and about, just to Give them a word of encouragement. Shake their yes. hand. Give them a fist bump. Uh, just let them know how much you appreciate the work that they do. It, it means it means a lot uh, when a police officer's had a rough day to have somebody just casually stop them and tell them how much they appreciate them. Boy, Rick, you're right again. And, you know, we never know what that officer has just experienced. He might be coming from a very traumatic uh, a call, and he is trying to still process things, so he's hopefully doesn't carry all of that with him when he goes home. And so because we don't know what everybody is going through, when we see our men and women in law enforcement go out of our way, it's so important just to say, thank you for what you do, or I'm praying for you, or or I really appreciate what you're doing. And, and then to speak of them respectfully when you're with your friends and family members or, or fellow church members, uh, that's what I like about this particular faith in blue emphasis is it brings it back home and reminds us that we are responsible, uh, those of us who are Christ followers, to be the salt and light, to take the initiative, to be encouraging and supporting of those that if we were in a traumatic, frightening, dangerous situation would be some of the very first ones we would call and ask for help. Well, Rick, on this good word that we've had today, we're going to have to leave it right here. I want to thank you so much for being our guest here on the Star City Podcast. It is a joy and a privilege to be your friend, to be your pastor. And Rick, we appreciate you and all who serve with you in our law enforcement community. Brian, I want to say thank you for inviting me here today. It, it certainly is a pleasure for me and, and to all the law enforcement officers that, that serve in this state. 
Well, friends, thank you for listening to our podcast. I hope you were encouraged to learn about our nation's upcoming Faith in Blue Weekend and that you'll remember to pray for and look to encourage with your respect and friendship those who serve others in your community and across your state in law enforcement today. I'm Brian Smith, hoping that you will choose to live the rest of your life by His grace and in all things for His glory.